welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Ruth Browning. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Praise the Lord. How good is God? Good to see you all here in church. Good place to be, isn't it? Church is always wonderful. It's beautiful to be in the presence of God. We have to be so careful that we don't forget how wonderful it is to be with him because we're busy, busy. That's crazy. We love to pray. That's a lie to suggest that we don't. We love to worship. We just sometimes forget because we're busy. That's crazy. The more time you spend with God, the more you want to be with him. The person that wrote that song has been with God. You can tell. It's like, I just want to stay here. (laughs) We need to organise a date. Go on a date with God. I know sometimes in the morning you've got to race off. That's okay. Just a quick time. He understands. But put aside some time. Put aside an evening or a morning and spend time so you can wait on him. You need to do that regularly. Because if you're always rushing, it's just always rushing. Spend some time with him. Praise God. So we are preaching about freedom. And today I'm going to speak about this spiritual world that we live in. And this is a two-part message. So this will be just part one. Part two will be in a couple of weeks. So I have several points to share with you about this world that we live in. And I want us to be smart. So 1 Peter 5.8. Let's begin there. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. And in 2 Corinthians 2.11, he talks about forgiveness, and he says, I've forgiven in order that Satan might not outwit us. For we are not unaware of his schemes. So we need to be serious. We need to be aware. We need to be awake. We need to be vigilant. And we need to know that he is scheming against us. He's trying to devour us. He's trying to destroy our life. We have an enemy. We need to be aware of this. It's no good just sort of not noticing this. It's no good just thinking everything's fine and, you know, it's, it's all good. We need to be aware of our enemy. And he's, there's so many scriptures. I've got a lot of scriptures. But because there's so many about this adversary. And so we need to be serious and aware. Not worried, not frightened. Because we know that the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. There's no concern. But we are aware. You know, I've shared how I have... Um, Chris and I have been to the Northern Territory and bird watching in the Northern Territory is a complete disaster for me. I don't like it at all because I go to the Northern Territory, I get my binoculars out and I think I'm going to go bird watching. There's birds everywhere, right? But when I go bird watching, I wander off. I wander off the tracks into weird and wonderful places. Chris loses me. He lost me the other day. I just, and, and I'm pretty good around here because I just know about snakes. If you're just loud, they just go. They're not, they're not frightened of us. So I just smash a bit when I'm off the path and... They go. And then you can just 
you know, going to weird spots in the bush. Because he's like, where are they? Where are you? <laughs> I'm in here. So I tried this in the Northern Territory. I sort of started to wander off. And then I, I came near a creek and I'm like, well, well they, I mean, there could be crocodiles in that creek. And, and they might... The thing about crocodiles is it's not like sharks. They're not just in the water. They live on the side of the creeks. So I'm like, well, well I, don't, I don't really know if I want to sort of hang out near that thing and just stand there for half an hour like this, like, come and get me, you know? And I remember one time I was in the Northern Territory and we were walking along and, and they told us that there was a crocodile in, the, in that little lake that had a path going through it that was in the golf course. They said, oh, yeah, there's a crocodile that lives in there. And I'm like, I don't understand. We're just walking along this path and there's a crocodile that lives in there. Well, he could just come out and get us. This is a path right past. It's like everyone seems to think that they're just in the water, but they, they walk on the land. So I just, I just can't birdwatch in the Northern Territory. It's very unpleasant, you know, because I'm like, they could be anywhere. I'm not walking out into the bush. I don't get the Northern Territory. But, you know, I have friends that live in the Northern Territory and they go camping in the Northern Territory. And I don't get that. I really don't get that. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yeah, well, Bron probably does that. I don't know. But I don't get that. I get, I understand, sharks I get, but crocodiles, no. I'm not, I'm not going bird watching. So it's just good to be aware, you know, that there are crocodiles around and they can eat you up. So, <laughs> so I, don't, I mean, I'm, you know, I don't know how to deal with it, but I'm aware. I'm smart. And, you know, we have an adversary that is a lot more dangerous than crocodiles, believe me. He is against us. And so we need to be aware. And I think in the West, we uh, generally have a real problem with this. We tend to think that things are materialistic, scientific, chemical, physical, understandable. And they're not. And I know that in a church like this, you know, we're a spirit-filled church. We know about spirits and things like that. But I still think that we don't realise how many demons there are around everywhere. Not something to be worried about, but not pleasant. It's like rats. We, we don't have rats, but rats are around. Do you know what I mean? In some people's houses. Never in our house, of course, but I'm sure they're in the Goodings house, for example. <laughs> I don't want to dob you in, but I know what the North Shore's like, mate. That place is infested. They're everywhere. But, you know, not... I mean, I know, everyone has to... You know, we've all had to throw the rat sack up there. Come on. And... The only reason I'm saying they're not in our house, I know the sound, you know, the little scratchy, scratchy, you go, uh-oh. The only reason we don't have them is because we, we, we've got a nice python that came to visit us, a very big python that we discovered on our roof one day. You know that story. And he went into the roof. So every now and again we hear him and it's fabulous. Now we don't get any rats, so you just have to have a python. But it's sort of one of those things that everybody knows about, no one talks about, we, no, one, no one has. It's because this is there, you know, you just have to deal with it. So we're aware and... In, in our part of the world, we just, we're just so into everything being physical. We're so into doctors. And I know that not everything is demonic. Of course it's not. There are bugs and germs and things happen. But it's a lot more than most people realise. It really is. It really is. We need to be smarter. And this is something that, you know, I was just talking to Samuel. Is he Samuel here? I was talking to him beforehand about we need to be aware. You know, other cultures sometimes teach us more. You know, when we went to Russia, I remember my friend Irina used to say that, that her mother had an illegal distillery and used to make vodka on the side. And, uh, and they had a demon that lived in their house and the demon would always warn her mother if the police were coming for a raid. She'd always tell her, they're coming. And so then she would pack it up. So she never got caught. 
because the demon knew, because he was right, and he knew, because he's had mates at the police station. So then they, she never got caught because she'd pack the whole thing up. They'd come along and they'd say, where's, is this your ring? She goes, I don't have one. So that was fine. And she, she just grew up with that. That was normal. But she didn't like it. She said, you know, it, she would have nightmares at night and it would make noises and she didn't like having a demon living in the house, but they needed it for the business. And this was just, you know, the Russian people are, are quite spiritual and quite, quite pagan in some ways, some of them. And there are cultures where that's much more normal. People didn't, don't question that. And, you know, they're, 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 they're just aware of the spiritual realm. Whereas, you know, every now and again, someone in Australia, you know, Chris has had someone ring up and go, something's going on in my house and it's freaking me out. And they just think it's really weird. But it's, there's a lot of cultures where they would go, well, yeah, you've probably got a demon there. You've got to get, get prayed for and get, get it out. It's, you know, it's not a big deal, but we just need to be aware of it. I was really, I did, you know, and I remember when in Russia when the kids, my kids would get sick, I just remember normal people, they go, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's full moon. And they go, what? You got full moon. You know, kids get sick, full moon. I go, is that, what? Is that a thing? Wait a minute, what? What are you saying? You, you mean children actually get sick when there's a full moon? They go, oh, yeah, yeah, because all the demons come out more. And I went, oh, okay. Do, are we into that? Like, is that a thing? Is that what we say? And they were like, yeah. And they were just like, kind of like, oh, you know. And I was like, no, I don't know. We don't do that in the West. We don't sort of say, oh, your kid's sick. Oh, full moon. Uh-uh, be careful. Like we'd see how we're different cultures, but we learn. And, you know, I mean, I love reading about African missionaries. And this one I read about who the witch doctor came and, and challenged her to a duel and said, you know, my, my gods, are, I'm strong. My spirits are stronger than yours. And, and she didn't, sort of didn't know what to do. And so then they went to the, to the little church that they had and this witch doctor started to levitate on the stage. And the, 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 she was just hanging up above the stage. And she was like, oh, what do I do, God? So she just went up to him and she felt the Holy Spirit come on her and laid hands on him and bound the devil. And then he just dropped, to the, dropped down and ran out. And then he came back later and said, I've lost all my powers. You've taken all my powers from me. And she was like, oh, okay. But, you know, she, you need to be aware of the spiritual world. And as I said, some cultures, honestly, I think they're just smarter than us. They're better at being aware. So let's be vigilant and understand what the Bible says here. We're not unaware of his schemes. We do understand that we have an adversary and we are vigilant around that. We're aware. We keep our eyes open. So... So what do we do? Okay, point two. We stay safe and we obey God. It's very simple. James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So there it is. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. He doesn't, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like church. The devil and his demons, they don't like church. So wh- where do we go? What does the Bible say? It says, meet together, go to church, get the basics right. Often that's enough. Just get the basics right, and the devils don't like it. They, they don't like us standing in here worshipping Jesus. They're out of here. We don't necessarily, I believe, even have to do anything sometimes. We just get the basics right. Come to church, read the Bible, pray. Confess your sin to one another. Worship. Be, be in protection. We've got people praying. Be in submission. And I don't mean by that that you just attend. I mean that you actually listen and, and, and do what people around you are suggesting is from God. That's a, that's a huge protection. He says submit to God. Well, God probably didn't tell you exactly what to do yesterday, but maybe your pastor did. 
So listen, submit. There's, there's, it, that comes first. Sometimes people say, resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's like, no, no, no. Submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. You've got to be in the right position and he will flee. So let's get that right. It's very simple. Just get some of these basics right and often we don't need to deal with issues. Honestly, I know, I know of so many people that have just walked into church here and they've cried. So I don't know why I'm just crying, I'm crying. You know, I believe some of them are probably getting delivered right there. They probably walked in and so, oh, they're getting set free, just coming into church because demons don't like coming in here. We're not inviting them in. So we're, we're aware, and this is the first thing that we do, is we submit to God. We put ourselves in the right position. We don't go swimming with the crocodiles. That's dangerous. You might not get eaten, but you might. So don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Take a friend, as, it's, as the signs say. <laughs> Actually do. They say, crocodiles, this is an absolute truth. We've said this before. Crocodiles do not swim alone. I, what's that? I know, I, I always think that's hilarious. I'm just like, all right, you, you go, darling. You go in, I'll come after you. It's hilarious. But um, it's not smart to be alone with crocodiles. Hallelujah. So we listen to what God is saying and obedience. Putting yourself outside of obedience to God is putting yourself in a dangerous position. Obey the signs, basically. God has, God has made it clear how to live. And, and when we're outside, when we're not obeying God and not in the right place, we are actually putting ourselves in a dangerous position in terms of a spiritual warfare. So please stay safe. Stay in the obedience. Stay in the place where God wants you to be. Because you see people, and you know, the thief comes to rob, steal and destroy. And you see people that move away from, from obedience to God and then th- things start to get stolen and destroyed and robbed from them because they've, they've, they're not in position. They've lost it. And I'm like, Ugh. you can see it. They're exposing themselves to danger. It's a dangerous world. It's not dangerous when you're in God. When you submit to God, we're good. We've got the victory. Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. But clearly people put themselves in these dangerous positions. In Leviticus 19.31, it says this, Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums or to those who consult the spirits of the dead. I am the Lord your God. So here's an area, just a basic area of submission to God and obedience to God that's very pertinent to what I'm talking about. And that is that we don't get involved in any kind of occultish activity. A medium is somebody who, or something, that is connecting us to the demonic side of things. So, I mean, I'm I'm sure you all know this, but let me just put it out there. Any of this kind of stuff we don't touch, psychics, horoscopes, fortune telling, star signs, witchcraft, seances, connecting, contacting the dead, demonic healing. You know, there's all sorts of weird things people talk about in new agey stuff. All, this is totally forbidden. We don't touch it. We don't get involved in it. So that's just a basic there. And can you not sort of, let's not be, let's not be flippant about this stuff. People are very flippant. You know, it's like, it's like kids playing with matches out in the middle of an Aussie bush, you know, in the middle of summer. It's like, can you not? You know what I mean? It's called playing with fire. And you might not mean to start a bushfire, but you may well, and it might burn you. So don't do these things and don't be flippant about it. Don't just go, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to have my palms. Red. I don't believe in it. You know, I'm a Christian, but you know, it's just fun. 
No, it's not. It's demonic. There are demons involved. You don't want to get involved with demons because you might think it's not going to hurt me. How do you know? You go, you go into their territory. You don't know how it's going to impact you. You don't know what's going to happen. People get some nasty consequences from playing games like this. Honestly, something comes on TV. If I see a thing with horoscopes, I never read them. I don't even go near them. I don't want those words in my life. They're not from God. I never read those things. I turn them off. If something comes on television, some guys, you know, he'll tell you what your, your aunt said who was dead. The only reason he knows that is because if he's sincere, some of them are faking it, but some of them actually are hearing. Not from the auntie, she's dead, but from the demons who knew the auntie. And they'll tell you about the auntie because they knew her. And so they're familiar spirits. And so then they can say, oh, wow, it's right. It's like, yeah, it's right but it's unhealthy, <laughs> you know. People used to drink arsenic. They had little bits of arsenic in, in, in medicines. True, true. Before they realised how unhealthy it was and before they realised the build-up of it could actually kill you. So, you know, they, they had medicines with all sorts of dangerous things and so they'd have little bits of this, I don't remember the names of the, 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 the drugs, but they, after a while it would kill them because the, the little amounts would build up and build up. they die. So don't touch this kind of stuff. It's dangerous. And it was the same for my friend Irina, you know, it's all very well not to get arrested by the police, but the family had terrible, terrible times. Irina herself fell into terrible a mess, you know, with drug addiction and, and she was a lost, lost soul for a while there before the Lord wonderfully rescued her. You can't play around with this stuff, even for a temporary benefit, because sometimes you will get temporary benefits if you play around with the devil, but only temporary. He doesn't want to bless you. So with that in mind, you know, this uh, Thursday we have Halloween coming up and I would say the exact same thing. Just be aware that this is, this is not healthy. This is not a good thing. So I just looked up a little bit about the history there. It's a Celtic thing from early Irish, Scottish kind of traditions, pagan traditions, where they would have a festival to Samhain, who was the Lord of Death. And he would send evil spirits to attack humans who could only escape by assuming a disguise and looking like evil spirits themselves. So in the fourth century, the Christians attempted to co-opt this and change it. And Pope Gregory IV moved All Saints Day to November the 1st, which meant that the evening before was a holy evening. All Hallows Eve, Halloween, that's what it means, holy evening. So it was a pagan festival. They thought, let's convert it, let's turn it, let's make it more Christian. And they did try that and that's the name Halloween stuck, but the pagan, the pagan elements of the festival were never really destroyed at all. And in, in fact, if anything, have you know, sort of grown in some ways. And so even though some Christians go, well, it's, a, it's a Halloween, it means a holy evening. It's like, well, they tried back in the fourth century, but I, I don't think they did a great job. <laughs> and, you know, we know that, some of the things that we do in our culture are not, were originally not Christian, and that's not necessarily terrible. You know, if I, I don't have a problem, people say, oh, Christmas trees, were they originally something? I'm like, I don't care. You know, we can convert some things quite well and other things perhaps not so well. So we've just got to be wise. So let me just encourage you not to be unaware and unsuspecting that we can get lured into his schemes with this. So, you know, my response is that it's, it's generally unhealthy. It, it is awful, really. It's always, you know, skeletons and blood and death. And it's like, really? Do, really? Do we have to get into this? I don't think it's a smart idea. So, you know, in America, it's, it's huge. 
And a lot of American Christians have had a lot of fun with it and then got saved and miss it. So there's a big debate in America. Should you convert it? So some of them say, well, we'll dress up as happy things. We'll make it a happy occasion and it's okay. Others say, no, 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 we're not going to do nothing. We're, we're hiding in our houses and just ignore. So I just read the arguments for both. And honestly, I, I don't think it's clear one way or the other. I think every one of us has to decide how we're going to deal with it. You know, I mean, we just get besieged by children wanting lollies. So we've tried everything over the years because <laughs> our street is like a centre. We've, we've got a neighbour who is a nutcase. He builds a haunted house. It's just the whole of the suburb comes to our, our street. So all the kids come. So we've tried to shut the door, lock down, like, go away. We're not giving you any lollies. And then that seemed a bit mean. So then we thought, uh, then I thought, well, I'll go nice and Christian. So I'll give them lollies, but I'll give them like a Christian card. So I did that one year. I gave her, here's your lollies and a Christian card because we love Jesus. God bless. And they're like, whatever. Like, just take. So look, um, I don't think there's strict rules on how we deal with these situations. We've just got to be loving and wise and deal with the, I mean, because kids don't know. I don't want to be mean to them. Do you know what I mean? When they come to your door. So we've got to be loving and wise in those situations. But I definitely think that we need to be smart about explaining to our own children that we don't want them dressing up as ghosts and demons. Do you know what I'm saying? We need to explain to our own children that there's a spiritual world out there and we don't, we don't want to dress up like that and we don't want to celebrate things that are dark and evil. So that, that's just wisdom. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, Whose minds the God of this age has blinded. So the, you know, devil, the devil has blinded people. They can't see because it's surprising to me sometimes how illogical the world is. It, it, it never, it, so I'm always like, how come they celebrate this, but then, you know, and think that's fine to let little kids dress up and do those weird things, but then say, oh, but kids can't go near this, you know, they, they'll be, they'll be traumatised. It's like, you know, they can't, I don't know, the weirdest things, like they can't clap in Oxford University now because it's, it triggers some people. They've, they've just introduced a non-clapping sort of rule. Seriously, they've just introduced a non-clapping rule because it triggers. I'm like... So, so that triggers people clapping, but dressing up like demons and, and ghosts and sending them out into the streets to talk to random strangers, that's okay. Like, the world's nuts. They're nuts out there. But the reason they're nuts, and there's no point trying to sort of change them by convincing them they're nuts, we need to understand that the, the God of this age has blinded them so that they're completely illogical. So that's okay. We just love people. Our, our role is to go out there and, and love everyone and, and, and anyone in here, you know. If you've been involved in Halloween, it's like there's not, it's not a condemnation thing. It's more about re being sober, being serious and being thoughtful and thinking about how we're going to deal with this, how we're going to live in this world, how we're going to deal with these things in a wise and beautiful way. So praise God. So we are aware, we are sober, and we stay safe. We also need to recognise attacks. We need to recognise what the devil does. In James, James, oh, I read it before. James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So we need to recognise when we're being attacked so that we can resist, we can stand against that so that he flees. So Byron shared about that he can speak to us and tempt us in a great message. So we've already heard some of those things. But we need to know that he does a whole bunch of other stuff. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. 
Paul says this, A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me lest I be exalted above measure. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, um, which was, what was that? It was a messenger of Satan. So there was some kind of attack that actually came against Paul and we're not exactly clear what it was. It was possibly an inf- a, a, a sickness, a spirit of infirmity, more likely a persecution that came against him and attacked him and he said, because it kept me humble. And so... We need to be aware that these attacks are going to come against us sometimes and they can be really fierce and really dark. That there's just sometimes we're going through life and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what's going on? And you can feel it. You can feel like this tremendous sense of attack, this tremendous sense of darkness. And we need to know that sometimes there it's, he says is that it's a messenger of Satan to, to attack us. So, you know, we... Um, when we were in Russia again, we our past the pastor that was there at the time, Sergei Timokhin. I mean, he they were they were attacked. He was followed. the 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 government, you know, the I wasn't the. I mean, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but the government literally followed him around. They had recordings of him. They they gathered evidence against him. Then they threw him in prison along with a whole bunch of other Christians. And and some of the Christians were tortured. Some of them were, you know, tortured with you know, mind sort of games. Others were actually physically tortured. This is attack. This is just straight out attack on Christians and the devil will do this. And we've got to be aware that this can happen and aware that these attacks can come and be ready to stand against them because we have these days in our lives. I know we certainly have. Sometimes it might be a, you know, you go to the doctor and the doctor says something that's just like, whoa, <laughs> it can be scary. You know, you can get a really bad diagnosis or something and you can feel it. You can feel this fear. It's just like, whoa, it just gets you. And it's horrible. And you have to, whoa, like it's, it's, it's almost illogical. And we need to know how to deal with this. We need to recognise this is a spirit of fear that's attacking me. Rather than going, oh, no, am I going to die? It's like, no, because I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight this. I'm going to resist the devil and he will flee. Because it says he's prowling around like a roaring lion. It doesn't say he is a lion. He's not actually a lion. He doesn't actually have power. But he's like a lion. He's a liar and a deceiver and a frightener. But he doesn't have actual power. So we've got to learn to stand up in these moments and resist and go, no, and come against fear and get a hold of the weapons, which I'll go into later, that we've got to stand against these attacks. So I just want to encourage you all, because I'm sure that most of you in your life have had times when either a spirit of fear or maybe just depression. Sometimes it's like, I am so depressed, I don't even know why. Sometimes it's a sickness and sometimes you can see you get sick and then another sickness, another sickness. It's like, what is going on? My whole body's falling apart. That can be a spirit of infirmity that's coming on you. We've got, that's why, you know, we've got to be aware of his schemes and understand that there are attacks that come against us and we need to be able to stand up and, and go, this is, this is demonic, which is another reason why we stay in submission because sometimes we need other people to stand with us or to recognise what's going on. Some people come to me and they go, I don't know what's wrong with me, da 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 And I'm like, it's a devil. It's so obvious to me. It's like, it's a devil. Let's pray. Let's bind the devil. And they're like, oh, okay. And, and often that will, often sometimes straight away, it'll be helped. Sometimes it takes longer. What about poor old Jack Phillips? <laughs> it's not just Russia, you know, where these things happen. So Jack Phillips, you'll know of him. 
declined to bake a cake for a gay couple and it was on. They, did, they thought, right, we're, we're targeting you. So poor old Jack Phillips got taken to court and it became a major issue. I mean, honestly, you know, he was a Christian and he felt that that was what he was going to do in that situation. I'm, I'm sure, you know, all of you have to work out how we deal lovingly with this situation. But can you not just go to the baker down the road? Like, what's the big deal? You know what I mean? I often have to go to a different service if I can't get what I want out of someone you know they don't give me what I want and go to the next guy so anyway but that's I don't think it was that couple necessarily it was a demon it's just going for them going for Jack Phillips and and going I'm going to get you so they took him to court and all the Christians rallied and you know supported him and all that but you know it's still going on so he is now in his third legal case because the next thing a, a woman came in who wanted him to make a a gender transitioning celebration cake. It's just, it's clearly a, it's just targeting him. So, you know, he's like, no. He's like, ah, I'm going to take you to court. And the first court, the second case got thrown out. So she did it again. So he's now into his third. Can you imagine this poor guy? He's just a baker. And he's going to court over and over again. Fortunately, he's got some Christians who are backing him up and helping him. But this is clearly an attack of the devil. It's clear, it's clearly, he says this, that a messenger of Satan came and this guy, I don't know why, that's what, you know, Jack Phillips, that's going to help him. He's going to grow. We should pray for him. That was just what God planned for him. So, you know, we all have different battles and we just have to accept it and go for it. And I'm, I'm glad that's not me, but it's him. What about this one? 1 Thessalonians 2.18, recognising what the devil does. Paul says, We wanted to come to you, I certainly did, Paul, again and again, but Satan blocked our way. How about that? I've never seen that before. I've never really noticed that. I wanted to come. So I was going to come and see you and Satan blocked the way. That's something to be aware of, isn't it? How many times have we met some gorgeous new person and said, come to church? And they go, you know what, I'm going to come. I've been wanting to come and I love you and I'm going to come to this fabulous church. And we go, yay, great. And then they don't come. And then you ring them up and they go, you would never believe it. And I go, here we go. I got up and, and, and my bed fell apart and then I tried to get in my car and my, and my car broke down. And then my mother rang me and she's, you know, going to hospital. And so I didn't come. I'm like, hmm, interesting. All on Sunday morning, you know. And then the next one, we, I remember there was one person who had it, it just happened week after week. She, she was sincere about wanting to come, but after four weeks of the most bizarre circumstances, I remember she said, I am going to come to church if I have to crawl on my hands and knees. Because she started, I said, you know what's going on? She goes, yeah, like, this, is, this is weird. And so she came, and I'm pretty sure the fourth week when she came, she was like an hour late and she's had something else, but she says, I'm just coming. I'm going to get a taxi. I'm just going to get there. Because she was determined to go against Satan blocking her from coming to church. So it's interesting, isn't it, how Satan tries to block us. Be aware of that. That's a, that's a, there it is. You know, we're not unaware of the devil's schemes. He blocks us from going to church. He blocks us from doing things that God has told us to do, whatever they may be. So let's deal with those things. You know, um, Jack Hayford, who's a pastor that I love, he shared a story that uh, when he moved into a new building, the worship was very flat. Uh, this is back in the early days. And he, he just 
they just couldn't seem to break through and it was flat and no one was enjoying the worship and it's like, what's, what's going on? And, and so he would go and pray and in the evenings just pray in the building and pray in the building and after a while his eyes were opened and he saw in the rafters this great big old demon. He actually saw it and he went, whoa. So he commanded it in Jesus' name to get down and it came down on the ground and then just sat there. And then he said, get out of this building in Jesus' name. Then it moved a few steps back. And he had to keep saying it over and over again until it got out of the church building. And he said that next Sunday, bang, the worship was alive again. They were worshipping with freedom. So we live in a spiritual world. It's no good to be unaware of these things. You know, they, they could have gone on like that forever. They go, oh, the church, I don't know, never really, nothing really happened. It didn't work, whatever. That's just not true. It's... There's often things going on and we need to be aware of his schemes. And I believe that it's not hard for us because we are spiritual people. We have the Holy Spirit within us. Jesus lives in us and we are quite able to recognise when something is out of order. We're quite able to recognise when there are rats in the building, if you like, and we need to deal with it. It's not that hard to deal with, but we do need to deal with it. So let's do that. Let's look at what Jesus has done. 1 John 3, 8. The person who practices sin belongs to the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. So that's strong. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested to destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, Jesus came. Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Get that scripture in your brain. It's exciting. For this, this is why Jesus came, to destroy all these works, all these, you know, bits and pieces that I've shared about people, you know, whether it's people attacking you or putting you in prison or making, you know, people making you sick or all sorts of demonic stuff that can go on. And honestly, you could go on all day with stories like that. But really, we don't want to celebrate what he's done. We want to celebrate what Jesus has done. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest to destroy them, to destroy them. It's destroyed. So we have tremendous joy in that. And we, we can be smart and know how to deal with these situations. Once we're aware that it's an issue, once we're aware of the spiritual world we live in, then we can learn how to fight and fight effectively. Colossians 2.15, having disarmed powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Having disarmed powers and authorities. Jesus has disarmed them. So that lion that's roaring, he's got no teeth. He's disarmed. He's harmless. He's disarmed. He not only disarmed them, but he made a spectacle of them. He made a display. He said, look at them. Look. Look, what's, look how, how, how ineffective they are. So we don't need to be worried. We got, you know, we, I remember reading about some man of God. He's, <laughs> he woke up one night and there was a devil at the end of his bed. I can't remember who it was. Was it Luther? Was it Luther? So it was Martin Luther. And anyway, he woke up and there was a devil at the end of his. He woke up and he saw a demon. And he went, if it's the same story, he says, oh, it's only you. He went back to sleep because he was like, I'm not, we don't need to be afraid. It's not, you know, there's not like God and the devil. It's not, there's not sort of like equal opposite. Don't ever think that. There's God and then there's this devil that once was an angel of lights got thrown out of heaven he's already been thrown out and now he's been completely defeated on the cross there's no equal and opposite to God there's just God and then there's this little group that, are, that think that they're going to hurt God 
they won't hurt him if we don't let him. If we are, if we are unaware and let him deal, do stuff to us, that will, God doesn't like that. But we're aware of his schemes and we deal with him and we proclaim this victory for us. And the next time I'm going to come, I'm going to speak in more detail of how we actually fight the actual weapons that we use and how we can specifically fight. But it comes down to this, knowing that Jesus has made a public spectacle of them, knowing that he's won, he's given us that authority. He actually told us to go and cast out demons. He said, you go and do it. This <laughs> is like, oh, okay, we go and cast out demons, do we? Yes, we do. We just do it. I'm going to finish with this story, which I think is rather sweet. Back to crocodiles. I don't, I don't like crocodiles, but I'm all right with sharks because generally if you swim between the flags at a certain time of day, you're okay, right? That's, that's my way of dealing with sharks. Just, just choose your times. Don't go swimming at sort of feeding time. Don't go way out where, you know, that's just what you do. But if that fails, you can just do what Mick Fanning did, right? <laughs> now, we all know Mick Fanning. He, got, he went for a surf and the shark came up behind him and, you know, you're watching, you're like, Whoa! and he punched him and, uh, and the shark went off. So, and recently at Avoca, I didn't know this was at Avoca, but maybe I shouldn't have told you that, but anyway, um, <laughs> a doctor called Charlie Fry was surfing and he was hit by a shark from behind. So a shark came up and boofed him. He didn't know it was a shark at first. And he turned around and he said, in his brain, all he could think of was this, just do what Mick did. <laughs> just do what Mick did. Because he'd seen Mick Fanning and he's thinking, huh, just do what Mick did. What did Mick do? And so he, he did the exact same thing. He punched the shark in the face. He did exactly what he was just, just your Mick did. He punched him. He punched him. And then him and his mates went, ah, and then they got out of the water quick. And so it worked. The shark doesn't, apparently sharks don't like being punched in the face. So now we all know. And as I said, I don't know what to do with crocodiles, but sharks, avoid them generally or punch them in the face. So we're good, right? We're good with sharks. But my point I bring this is because when it comes to how to deal with all of this stuff, this demonic stuff, just do what Jesus did, right? We see, and we will see again the next time I preach, how he cast out demons. No big fuss. He just said, come out. He didn't have, need to use his own name because he's Jesus. But we just use his name in Jesus' name. We just do what Jesus did. We just take this victory. The Bible says we've been crucified with Christ. So even though he did all the hard work, I sort of didn't feel those nails, but, but he did. He won that victory. He proclaimed that victory. And he said, you come and be up with me. You submit to God. It's almost like we were there with him. We've been crucified with him and raised up with him. And we have that victory that he has. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He won the victory. We are given the victory. So we just do what Jesus did when it comes to this. We are not worried. We have that victory. We're very excited. We're not unaware that this is a spiritual world out there. We're smart, but we win because Jesus won. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.